Welcome to Matthew Felix, the radio episodes, Travelers on Travel. I'm Matthew Felix, author of the books With Open Arms, short stories of misadventures in Morocco, and the new Porcelain Travels. In February of 2018, what is now my Matthew Felix on Air video podcast began as an internet radio program in downtown San Francisco. The radio episodes, Travelers on Travel podcast, feature segments from that radio show, in which I talk travel with travel writers, journalists, photographers, and filmmakers. I hope you like the show. And don't forget to check out the current video podcast incarnation, Matthew Felix on Air, available here, as well as on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening, and talk soon. Hey, check out my new book, Porcelain Travels, Humor, Horror, and Revelation, In, On, and Around, Toilets, Tubs, and Showers, an Amazon number one new release in four categories, including travel humor, and winner of Gold for Humor in the 2018 Solas Awards for travel writing. You can also check out Porcelain Travels' companion podcast of the same name, which comprises readings from eight stories, including two recorded before a live audience. Porcelain Travels the Book is available in paperback and ebook on Amazon and other online retailers. According to Wikipedia, San Francisco attracts the fifth largest number of foreign tourists of any city in the United States and is one of the top 20 destination cities worldwide. More than 25 million visitors arrived in San Francisco in 2016, adding almost $10 billion to the economy. Maybe that's why rents are so high. Golden Gate Bridge, Alcatraz, the Painted Ladies, Coit Tower, North Beach, the Ferry Building, Golden Gate Park, the Presidio, Lombard Street, Chinatown, and on and on and on. San Francisco has a lot to offer tourists. But it's not just about us. In fact, if you're standing on Alcatraz or you're on the Bay Bridge, you can see another city on the horizon, Oakland, California. So what about Oakland? What does it have to offer? Should tourists add Oakland to their itinerary like they might Sonoma or Tahoe or Big Sur? What possibly overlooked secrets does Oakland offer on the other side of the bay? Jesse Federling is here to tell us. Jesse is author of 100 Things to Do in Oakland Before You Die. She has also written travel articles for Time.com, Mother Earth News, The Press Democrat, Sonoma Magazine, and Ravishly.com, amongst many others. She is particularly interested in writing about food, local cultures, music, and environmental awareness. Jesse is a freelance editor with degrees in both journalism and English, and she is a member of the Society of American Travel Writers. Welcome, Jesse. Thanks for having me. So first off, uh, you and I have never met, but when I was preparing for the show, I saw that you were at the February installment of Weekday Wanderlust that I just mentioned, where I read the piece that's in my first blog, and you even gave, gave away a copy of your book, which I had completely forgotten about. Yes, I did. So it's a very tangled web, and it's a very small world. So it was, it was funny when I was researching that, it all kind of came together. Uh, secondly, you are here today, thanks in no small part to Kimberly Lovato, who is a dear friend of the Matthew Felix On Air show, <laughs> and uh, was in fact on my very first show. And now I know that Kimberly's book, Unique Eats and Eatery San Francisco, uh, which is published by Reedy Press, which also publishes your book, mm-hmm. was at the center of a vicious book burning scandal before Christmas. And I realize this might be hard for you to talk about, but I can't help but wonder, were copies of your own 100 Things to Do in Oakland Before You Die in that warehouse that went up in smoke? Yes. Oh, no. That's a great question. I, um, I published my book, I think, a month before Kimberly published hers. So, yes, I was part of that and it was 
unfortunate for all of us who are really eager to get into the holiday season. Right, right. Um, but it was also just sad for the Reedy Press team, obviously. Um, what a nightmare. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, How long so. did it take to kind of rebound from that and for them to reprint the books and get... They were pretty good about it. Um, I would say about a couple weeks within... Really? That fast? They they were at least emailing the, the authors who had just published books and were trying to get our books published again quickly, obviously. Um, so... Obviously, it was horrible, but it was also um, kind of a good opportunity to um, update the book already, oh. which was crazy. Wow, that was like fast. one, yeah, one. Um, it was a couple months after my book had been published, and one restaurant had like did got a business probably three weeks after my book was published. So I was able to to update it and That's put a different crazy. restaurant. In. So it was actually kind of good for me in that sense, but. Um, obviously, yeah, horrible for for Reedy Press and for all the authors who are really, like I said, looking forward to promoting heavily right before oh, the holidays. Before the holidays, yeah. right, right. Wow, that's that's crazy though. I didn't think it didn't occur to me that that would have been an opportunity for you to already make some updates. So let's talk about that for a second, um, because you are writing a book about you know things that I mean, change is the only constant particularly if we're talking about restaurants and places to go and things like that I mean it's just it's especially around here it's just this constant sort of revolving door so uh was it just that one place that's no longer in the book or do you know of any others there that- was one other that has since closed it's, it's called Overland Country Club it's the country music bar that I talk about which is really surprising for Oakland so I had to include it I would not have thought um but that one I know has closed also but everything else I really did try and include stuff that was really traditional Oakland like had been there for a long time to kind of avoid that like even a lot of the restaurants that I included I, I made sure to try and have ones that were at least there for four or five years that had a following and and a local sort of reliable, vibe. Yeah. yeah. So I have lived in the city by the bay for over 20 years. And while, of course, I go to Oakland from time to time, I have to admit that I don't actually know it that well. Right. And you would think that that wouldn't be that or it wouldn't be that big a deal because we've got the Bay Bridge and we've got BART, which makes going back and forth relatively easy, except, of course, during rush hour. Um, but the fact is that having that massive body of water between the two cities, I mean, it actually makes a difference, all of the infrastructure notwithstanding. And, you know, I mean, I know Lake Merritt, I know Grand Avenue, I know Jack London Square. But again, there's so much I don't know. So I'm really hoping that today will not only be good for people who might be planning trips to the Bay Area, but also for locals like myself who are sort of inexcusably deficient in their knowledge of Oakland. So, but before we get into the specifics of the book, uh, let's talk about you. Okay. And you live in Oakland. You are a proud Oaklander. I yes, yes, I am. And how long have you been there? And why did you why and how did you end up there? Okay. Um I've been in Oakland for probably four years now. But okay. I I moved out to the Bay Area in two thousand nine from Kansas City. Um I First lived in Berkeley for no real reason. I didn't go to school there no or anything. Reason. Yeah, okay. just I don't know just, that that's a requirement of living there. Exactly. So so, yeah. so people always ask me that though, like why? Oh, they you just know. assume you went for school. Exactly. So I moved to Berkeley and then I did live in San Francisco for a while. I had a quick stint up in Santa Rosa and then I ended up 
back in Oakland, mainly, um, I had had friends who were in Oakland and in the East Bay, and I always loved the East Bay, like living in Berkeley and stuff. So, um, but you didn't go to school there. But I didn't just go to, to clarify there. exactly Actually, because I feel like people still might be wondering. Exactly, they might not be convinced <laughs> exactly. because why else would you live there? <laughs> right, right. No, I mean that's Berkeley why people has live nothing there. Nothing else to right. offer. Right, seriously. Yeah, exactly. No, I actually went to the University of Kansas, which okay. is playing in the Elite Eight right now as we speak. Congratulations, Basketball. University of Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> go. So I have to say Rock Chalk. I was going to say it's something KU. about Rock Chalk yeah. I saw in your bio and I had no idea what that meant. Exactly. It's a, so. it's a KU slogan. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's how I ended up in Oakland. Um, the financial, you know, housing, finances. I, I knew that once I moved up to Sonoma County, I wouldn't come back to San Francisco. So um, I wanted to check out Oakland. It's it's going through a lot. It's changed a lot since I first originally lived in Berkeley and spent time in there. Um, That's my next question. Yeah. Because you say in your preface of the book, you actually say, quote, Oakland is in the middle of a renaissance mm-hmm. and in the past five years has quickly become a melting pot for hipsters, techies and aspiring artists escaping the San Francisco fog. Now, again, you're not talking about the fog. That is not what they're escaping. They are escaping $3,500 a month for a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> right. Some of them might be escaping the fog, but it also <laughs> depends on your neighborhood because I don't have fog really where I live. <laughs> exactly. But I, I mean, I think obviously so much of the exodus from the city as it has been about the financial, the, the, you know, the, the financial cost of being here. Although I think the East Bay now is almost as expensive, right? That, that time is gone where it's cheaper over there because it's all sort of balanced out, I think. Yeah. Or it's significantly t- cheaper, I mean. It's definitely getting more expensive um, since... Yeah, I remember looking at a two-bedroom house in North Oakland probably in 2010 or 2011, and it was like $1,600, and yeah. that you know that would be twice as much now, even in Oakland. So yeah, I mean, people are flocking there for sure for, for obvious reasons, um, and it's definitely changing the city a lot. Um, yeah. But talk to me about specifically this idea of the Renaissance. So we know people are moving there and why they kind of started moving there. But talk to me about the Renaissance insofar as more in the context of the book and the cultural Renaissance and things that I think you were referring to. Yeah. So I think obviously Oakland has a, a big cultural history. Um, but I do think that a lot, a lot of artists are moving there. For instance, I talk about um, First Fridays in the book, which is a big Oakland thing that you know 10 years ago was one block Mm. like alleyway and now it's four blocks of telegraph like the big shoulder to shoulder yeah i've been and um you know and that's exciting there's more artists there showing their work there's more there's more music coming there because there's more music venues opening um and yeah of course the restaurant scene is definitely growing and thriving and and it's exciting to see because like I said like 10 years ago downtown Oakland of course there were great restaurants still but there were they were few and far between um so it's exciting to see that that creativity that really people love about San Francisco coming to Oakland but then also having the the traditions of Oakland there as well, right, you know, that own, really, right. exactly. So right. it's like fun to see that kind of blending together and becoming something that people are really proud of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause it's definitely got its own vibe. It, like you said, it's got its own history and a really exactly. interesting history. And so, yeah, hopefully the two can just uh, complement each other. Exactly. <laughs> so in the spirit of that, um, before we get into the specifics of your book, I thought it was only fair to give Oakland the same attention that I just did San Francisco. So once again, I referred to my beloved Wikipedia. 
and it turned out that the tourism sector or section rather uh, on Wikipedia for Oakland was longer than the one for San Francisco. Nice. So take that. <laughs> uh, and I think most of the stats that I'm about to read, uh, they seem to be from about 2013. So they're a little old, but still give us a, a good idea of what's happening in Oakland with regards to tourism. In 2013, again, uh, over 2.5 million people visited Oakland, injecting 1.3 billion into the economy. So that is not a small number. That no. is not an insignificant uh, figure that there. Oakland has been experiencing an increase in hotel demand. Occupancy is 74%. Again, this was five years ago. Uh, revenue per available room increased by 14%, which was the highest increase of any big city in the Western region of the United States. So again, people are flocking to Oakland. In recent years, Oakland has gained national recognition as a travel destination. So in 2012, it was named, and, and one of all these things I'm about to say, I didn't know, and I thought these were really interesting um, facts. 2012, Oakland was named the top North American city to visit, highlighting its growing number of sophisticated restaurants and bars, top music venues, and increasing nightlife appeal. All of those things you just mentioned, and we're going to talk about in more detail. But that's not all. Oakland also took the number 16 spot in America's coolest cities, ranked by metrics like entertainment options and recreational opportunities. And then in 2013, it snagged the number one spot in America's most exciting cities, notably having the most movie theaters, theater companies, and museums per square mile. Who knew? I didn't know that. Oakland, you might have because you wrote the book, but I didn't know that. Uh, Oakland has a significant art scene and claims the highest concentration of artists per capita in the United States. So that I thought was extremely interesting. Uh, along those lines, in 2013, Oakland was designated as one of America's top 12 art communities, recognizing downtown Chinatown, Old Oakland, and Jack London Square as communities that, quote, have most successfully combined art, artists and venues for creativity and expression with independent businesses, retail shops and restaurants, and a walkable lifestyle to make vibrant neighborhoods. Amen to that. So a lot of good things are happening in Oakland and, and specifically also in the area of tourism and of drawing people from outside of Oakland to, uh, to visit. So now that I've given Oakland its due, at long last, it's your turn to do the same. Uh, so how and why did the opportunity arise to write the book? Okay, um, so I'm a part of the Society of American Travel Writers, and I actually was approached to write the book. That's nice. Um, nice position to be in. It was really nice. If anyone yeah. out there is wanting to approach me to write a book, you know how to get a hold of me. <laughs> exactly. So it was, you know, like a dream come true. Um, Reedy Press, there are not a lot of affordable guidebooks about Oakland. There's one kind of coffee table type, really nice looking guidebook. Um, but unfortunately there aren't a ton like say San Francisco would have. So Reedy Press saw that opportunity. Um, I'm a travel writer in Oakland and so they reached out to me and I was happy to, to take on the assignment. Um, and they just found you, it sounds like through the society of American travel writers. Exactly. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, um, so that, that was great. And it worked out really well. Um, so you are a travel writer, but um, therefore, I would assume that you're primarily accustomed to writing about other places. Exactly. So how was it or what? how was it like? What was it like to write about your adopted hometown? Um, how was that kind of different? If it was, maybe it really wasn't. It was different in that I it was places that I knew and that I knew people who are reading the book know really well. So I definitely wanted to to make sure that I'm really writing well about it you were almost and like more on the hook exactly because you knew yeah because yeah, yeah. people could easily be like 
you can't get that kind of beer at Drake's dealership. What are you trying? You know, so I wanted to definitely, you know, I was very cautious about, I mean, I'm always cautious about accuracy, but um, I definitely felt like people would judge things quicker you know your photo was going to be all over town if you said the wrong thing exactly, your photo is going to be right. all over the town she's around here we're going to track her down because <laughs> exactly. i can't believe she said that about that place yeah yeah i never thought of that aspect of it though so, just being yeah being on the hook yeah and i also um you know since i'm not from oakland that was also a concern of right, mine is right. that people would judge that i mean i'm from kansas city prague kansas city and you know and it, I do understand that aspect of someone coming in and writing about it, but um, I think I offered like a new perspective, um, and and yeah, took pride in that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So one thing is, you are an Oaklander, even if you're not a native Oaklander. You nonetheless, like we said, you've been here several years now. Yeah. Um. So you do have these. You can just kind of off the top of your head identify these places and you know you want to write about them even if you have to be more careful perhaps exactly but then at the same time i would presume you've got to go outside of your comfort zone and you've got to go because you want to represent um all aspects a, a wider maybe than your normal circles or your normal haunts totally yes. so how did you get outside of your normal and how did you make sure that you had covered kind of a good variety and kind of touched all the bases at least in a represent represented all the bases right um well one of the first people I contacted was my contact at the Oakland Tourism Bureau, because um, obviously they know the city well. They're I would hope so. Marketing it, I and would hope so, yeah, yeah. So I did meet with them, and they were very helpful during the process. Um, just trying, telling me things that I needed to know um, that I may have not known. I felt like you know I had a good list of what I wanted to include, and that definitely aligned with things that they suggested, but they definitely told me other things as well. Um, and then also just getting out in the community and talking to people like my hairdresser mentioned things, you know, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I go, I volunteer, um, with superstar literacy and talk to some people, um, in the school that about their like, you know, even the kids that I <laughs> work with, like, what do you love? Oh, I love children's fairyland, you know, um, trying to just get, get to hear what people had to say and like what their likes and dislikes about yeah. the city were. Right, right. So once you had your list, how did you break it up? How's the book organized? Okay. The book is organized into food and drink. Okay. Good start. Um, yeah. Music and entertainment sports and recreation, um, shopping, and then like culture and history. Okay. So let's pretend that I'm in Cincinnati and I'm planning a trip to the Bay Area. Okay. What are the top attractions that might entice me to include a trip to Oakland on my itinerary? Or maybe I am a San Franciscan or someone who's in Marin. What might I not know about Oakland that would be a good reason to jump into my car or catch BART to make an excursion to your side of the Bay? What's, what's like your top 10? Okay. Um, well, I would go with uh, the Oakland Hills. There's a ton of hiking in those hills. And Rest- Redwood Regional Park um, has a ton of redwoods in it. Um, you know, everyone hears about Mere Woods and obviously the Redwood National Forest 
five hours north of here. Um, but yeah, there's a redwood forest in our backyard in Oakland, um, which I don't think a ton of people realize. No, and you know what? I get that question all the time from people visiting. Other than Mirror Woods, where can we go see redwoods? Yeah. And I will say, again, this is a perfect example of something that I didn't know and now I wish I had. And now that I'm glad that I do know is I can say, well... We don't necessarily even can't even get tickets from your woods. I mean, I, I know some other places further north, like what you were saying. But if we want to stay local, it's good to know that that we have a grove that's in the East Bay, which exactly. I did not realize. And yeah, and Mere Woods, not to knock Mere Woods, but um, yeah, you have to make reservations now, now yeah. as of yeah. this year, I think. Yeah. So um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's a good one to know. And there's a ton of hiking in the Oakland Hills. Like that's not the only one. Um, and good views of the city from up there. And great views of the city. Yeah. Exactly. Um, really stunning views of the city. From yeah. Up there. We also, um, another one that is very interesting, um, but I would definitely recommend it. So the same person who did the landscaping for Central Park in New York did the landscaping for Mountain View Cemetery. Mm, um, okay. And it's, it's, I know it's weird to say you should definitely go to the cemetery, but are you kind of morbid? Are you a little, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> right. I, I do love the cemeteries in new Orleans and stuff like yeah. that. You know, they're, yeah. they're very, very beautiful. And yes. I would say this is along those lines. The landscaping's beautiful. Some of the um mausoleums are gorgeous that's what i was going to ask is it like they have the big mausoleums and the kind of the it's you almost go for the architecture also exactly it's yeah. like have you been to Père Lachaise in 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 um, paris where no. like jim morrison is buried and no all that? but i won't because that one's over the top yeah. yeah and i'm actually going to paris in april ah, so i okay. will go there all right all right <laughs> thanks yeah. for the recommendation and you really should yeah because it really is one of those places like just like what you're saying I mean, and of course, there are a whole bunch of other super famous, you know, intellectuals and writers and artists and right. Jim Morrison. But it's almost like the architecture of these mausoleums is just are so, so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so this is it goes up into the Oakland Hills. And so from the top, there's also really good views of the whole Bay Area. Um, but also, if you go if you go on the weekend, it's really beautiful you'll see a lot of families picnicking and kind of barbecuing which is like exactly cult <laughs> culturally for huh. for me that yeah. that wouldn't be something that First i would choice. do but there you can it it really highlights the the different cultures in the city too you know because okay. some uh -huh. families you can tell like that is something you know that they want to do cultural. and it is cultural yeah. and it's it's beautiful you know um so yeah like i've always thought about how I don't really want to be buried because who visits a cemetery, you know, but, right. but it's something, now it's you something know you spiritual be and beautiful about yeah. the city, you know? Yep. Um, other things that I love. Um, I do love the music scene there. Like okay. I mentioned earlier, um, if you haven't been to the Fox theater, go this weekend. Um, it's, what's happening this weekend? Or just, I, no, just I don't just, get there. Just, just cause get it's there. so yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a historic theater that's been turned into a music venue. Um, and the architecture is beautiful. The sounds great. And they do always have really good acts coming through. Yep. Um, and then wait, do you know what the, um, we're talking about the Fox. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what it was originally named? Uh, I can't remember. I'm going to throw some trivia your Do, way. please. Because I looked it up because I knew I love the old theaters. You know, we've got the Castro in the, in the, in the city and just, I love the architecture and stuff. And so I thought, let me just check out the, uh, the Fox uh, again and see if there might be some interesting trivia. It was in, originally intended to be named the Baghdad. 
right. because of the Middle Eastern influenced architecture. And also, I didn't know that there's a school in there. Yes. Did you know that? Yeah, yes. there's an artist like school or a music kind of. Is that yeah, art? it said that now serves as. Oh, I didn't get that part. It just says school, restaurant, and prominent live concert venue. I can't remember what kind of school, but it was some sort of art, maybe also like music, music or both. Yeah, or... I think so. Um, and yeah, I did know about the Middle Eastern architecture. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember what it was the supposed Baghdad. to be yeah. called. But yeah, yeah so that's um, cool. The Paramount is also a historic theater where the Oakland Symphony it plays. And they have other live music acts and they have like comic acts coming through and stuff and um, that's another really interesting one but there's also some smaller music venues too that the new parish and starling social club is a is a newer music venue but um i definitely recommend going for that because um, for starline social club you said find unexpected entertainment at the starlight so what does that mean unexpected or is that just a reference to what you said it's just sort of smaller independent Exactly. Um, exactly. It's it's smaller local music acts usually, so that part can be unexpected. But then they also do interesting of interesting events, like um, they had the shoga event that was the doing shoga. yoga with live music or oh live God. drummers. Um, so they do stuff like that, and <laughs> it's funny. so you know Oakland Bay Area. Yes, and. Um, so yeah, so that so it's a it's a fun venue for sure. Okay, along the lines of culture, because you already um, touched on this just briefly, but I think it's such a big deal. Maybe we should talk about it a little more while we're on the subject. Oakland First Fridays. Yes. So and then I don't know what the difference is because there's Art Murmur and then mm-hmm. there's First Fridays, and I was thinking they were one and the same, but then something I read made me think maybe they're not one and the same. So can you tell us about what a little bit more about what those events are? Right. So. My understanding of it (laughs) is that it did used to be one and the same. And so it was, uh, there's, there's an art murmur collective in Oakland, um, that, that is about, uh, at least 50 galleries or something throughout the whole downtown area. Um, or not necessarily galleries, but art related things. Um, so there's this collective and they, yeah, used to host people on Fridays and it got, as you were saying earlier, um, it's grown a ton. Just exploded. And so yeah. they, yeah, I mean, those galleries can't host that amount of people anymore necessarily. So they, some are still open on first Fridays, but on Saturdays they do the art murmur Saturday stroll or whatever. And, okay. and that, um, that, brings a less more art dedicated crowd. Right, um, right, 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 right. And so, yeah, so Oakland First Fridays has become kind of this community event where there's DJs, there's bands, there's food trucks. It's there's, more like a street party, it sounds exactly. like. Exactly. It's kind of like a street party. And, and there are vendors, obviously, selling art and local crafts and, um, you know, kind of, yeah, it's a, it's a street party that... that goes on for a long time it's yeah like <laughs> like i said like five or six blocks now yeah. of and telegraph is taken up and they're it's packed. packed exactly yeah. especially during the summer when it's warm good up. weather yeah. yeah uh what about one of the things in your top 10 in in the book in your top 10 um 
is uh, Burma Superstar. Well, I don't know that you actually call it out as your top 10, but one of the things I know that you've called, you have listed as your top 10 sort of mm-hmm. unofficially is Burma Superstar. And the only reason I call that out is because I know that name. I think it's a restaurant. I've heard people rave, I think. Is it a restaurant? It am is right? a restaurant. Yeah. And it did. There's one in San Francisco. Well, and that's so, what I was. Is it in uh, Little Vietnam? Is it in uh, the Tenderloin? No, it's over. <gasps> no, it's on. Uh, it's in inner, like inner Richmond I think or it Richmond. Might be on Clement. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it started there, but now there's one in Oakland and there's one in Alameda, and oh. um, it's obviously the same owner, same done well. menu. Yeah, they've done well, exactly. So I and I just love that restaurant. Yeah. The Burmese food is so. Unique, I don't even know what Burmese food so is good. like. What is Bur- How would you characterize Burmese Ooh, food? I mean, that like Southeast Eastern Asian because I like Vietnamese Thai. You know, it's yeah, hard to. It's hard to. I mean, Burma is its own kind. So yeah, it's hard. There's, you know, curries and coconut flavors, okay. yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know, but it's but their own it's really good and really fresh and delicious. Yeah, and okay. their salad was named like best salad in california by sunset magazine or something you know it's, it's is really that the good. one that has 22 ingredients or something yeah see? exactly i did my homework yeah you did thank <laughs> you <laughs> all right uh let's see there were a couple other things here in your top 10 and then i have some just more random questions that things in your table of contents that got my attention that i want to ask you about oh perfect <laughs> um which means you you did well in in whatever titles you use oh good because okay. they, they got my attention but <laughs> there's uh one of the other things that was in your top 10 was cafe von cliff what's yes. that yes it is a bar in downtown oakland on telegraph very close to the fox and the reason it's one of my favorites is because it's been there for a really long time um, it's one of the, you know, there's a ton of bars down there now, but it was like the first one, I want to say, yeah, you know, like the and, anchor. Or the, yeah, yeah. And they have very quirky um, decorations on the walls and on the ceilings. And they do also have live music sometimes on the weekends. But the real highlight is the greyhounds that they make. Okay. They have bowls of grapefruits on the on the bar obviously and and the bartenders are just tirelessly squeezing these grapefruits in front of you and you know i know a lot of bars do that now but it was like back in the day they were doing it and it's they kind of started it and then they put this i want to say like a quarter of a grapefruit in the drink too like on the edge of your drink so it's also a little snack yeah what else it's just a greyhound so grapefruit juice and vodka Okay, I didn't even know what a greyhound was. Yeah. I know it's a dog. I know yeah. they race them, but I exactly. didn't know what the alcoholic right. it's, version it's was. It's a drink too. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll have to try one. And try one there. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to so try one good. there. I'll yeah. have to go to dinner at Burma Superstar. Yes. And then I'll go uh, have a greyhound at Cafe, Cafe Van Cleef. Van Cleef. Yeah. Uh, one of the big things, and this is one that I listed that I obviously know already about Oakland, is Lake Merritt. Uh huh. And then I think is the Grand Lake Farmers Market is right around there too, right? Yes. So maybe we can talk about both of those because Perfect. I mean Lake Merritt to me is sort of the heart. Is that fair to say, or is that an outsider saying that? I mean Oakland's kind of no, it's kind definitely of, yeah. It's it's right next to downtown and in the center of kind of all of these neighborhoods the that neighborhoods, kind of offshoot right, from it. Right. Um. So yeah, Lake Merritt's. And can I say that I because if you go to Lake Merritt. Mm-hmm. I just assumed that was a, a human-made lake. I didn't realize that's actually a tidal lagoon. Yeah. 
I had no idea that it was actual because, you know, so much of it is concrete around it because it is in the middle of the city. And right. I thought, oh, they just created this pretty pond in the middle of the city. Right. And then again, preparing for today's show, I did a little, you know, poking around. It's like a large tidal lagoon in the center of Oakland, California. But then also, do you know the historical fact about this? About Lake Merritt? Maybe. Okay, because this is a really good one. <laughs> okay. Because I'm a nature lover, and it sounds like you might actually be oh, too. Oh, yes, I did okay. go on, though. You can, no, no, you no. can say no, it. No, no, no. You go. I, there's well, a, I'll have the official designation, and you'll... We'll go, you, you go, go, and then I'll fill it in. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, there's like a bird observ- observatory there. Is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes, but more or specifically... Bird yes, yes. Yeah. But more specifically, it was the United States' first official wildlife refuge. Okay. For the entire country. Yeah. And that was in 1870. Yes. So who knew? Exactly. And that's, that is amazing. I thought I found during this research also children's fairyland um, is you can't go unless you have a kid, which which is like with you, you know, you don't have to (laughs) have a child, but (laughs) right. um, So I have not spent much time there, unfortunately, but it is because they won't let you in because you haven't, you haven't produced, you have no offspring. um, But it's a bunch of storybooks come to life, kind of like the old woman and her shoe and things like that. And um, it was built, you know, mid 1900s, but it's where Oh, it's that old. Yeah, and it's okay. where Walt Disney would take like his kids and he got a lot of inspiration for Disneyland from wow. Children's Fairyland. Yeah. All right, because I'm it's so I'm so glad you said that because I had you had the your 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 tagline or whatever for um Children's what is it? What's it called? Fairyland uh-huh. was witness stories come to life at children's fairyland fairyland. And I put that as my last thing to ask you about because I thought oh, I kind of rolled my eyes and I thought, <laughs> I mean, I've just, I've never been. And now I know that I can't even legally go apparently. <laughs> well, just but steal someone's, I'll just kid. Steal someone's yeah. kid. Okay. Uh, but I thought, I mean, I assume it's just a park. You know, but now apparently there's more to it. I yeah, didn't know Walt like, Disney was hanging out there. Yeah, it's like an amusement park, yeah. you know, but but for pretty little kids, like yeah. there's not like a roller coaster. Because how do, they, how do these stories come to life? What does that mean? Like they have like the old woman's shoe that you can oh, like yeah, play okay. in and, okay. and uh, different things like that. They also have like a live puppet theater where they do. Oh, that's cool. They do stuff. So. Um, All right. If so, you yeah. have offspring. But only if you have offspring, <laughs> go there. You can go to <laughs> yeah. Oakland's Children's Fairyland, and maybe you'll see one of the Disney's hanging around if they're still right? around. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's Lake Merritt. But what about uh, the farmers market? Because it seems like that's a huge draw. Yes, that um, Grand Lake Farmers Market is on Saturday mornings, and it definitely it's interesting because there's first Fridays on Friday night. And so then, um, all the people with hangovers exactly go, <laughs> go to the farmer's market. Um, but no, it's, I mean, it's also really amazing to see all these, obviously farmers come and bring their fresh produce, but then there's also a lot of vendors selling jewelry and plants and things like that. And there's food trucks and it's just kind of a, a, a scene more. again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and a lot of people do really, get their produce there every week you know and it's it's a do great you get farmer's your market there? i do i live okay. fairly close i live about half a mile from there so okay. yeah i do so you're allowed at the farmer's market you're just not allowed at fairyland exactly okay yeah. good good to know <laughs> all right well i want to jump to some of the things that i was curious about that weren't necessarily in your top 10 that i saw okay. but that uh again piqued my my curiosity so first one is uh sip your way along the oakland urban wine trail 
Yes. So what is that? It sounds good. It's it makes, sounds I'm already cool. thirsty. I'm yeah. already thirsty. And I can't believe I didn't think of mentioning that. Um, because yes, obviously there's Napa and Sonoma right there, but they can, you know, if you're only here for a weekend or something, do you really want to make the track up, up North? Um, so Oakland has, I want to say nine or 10 urban wineries, um, Closer to that Jack many. London Square. Really? Yeah. yeah. And closer to Jack London Square, which is really convenient for people who are in San Francisco because you can take the ferry to Jack London Square. Um, and yeah, go go taste wine at the urban wineries. There's also a lot of, of course, tour operators that, you know, you can bike around town and go sip at different wineries the same way you could... In Wait, you can Napa. bike around town you, and then go to wineries? The, yes. That there sounds is like a East really bad Bay. idea. I know, right? There is an East Bay. There's like a wine biking tour. Really? But it's the same. At like in Napa, they have one too. They do? That, yeah. Isn't I didn't that interesting? know that. I yeah. thought people paid so to have be people safe. drive them. Yeah, in, be safe. But a lot of them are within walking distance of each other too. So you don't have to do that. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm really thrown by this idea of biking while you're whining. That doesn't that wow okay that's interesting yeah yeah i just (laughs) i mean after about half a glass i'm already feeling it not gonna bike yeah Yeah. (laughs) and never mind i mean the whole next segment as you know is about biking in the city and biking in the city you've got to be paying attention oh yeah so the idea that they're you know they're they're biking around oakland with with a glass of red wine in one hand and and they're the other hand on the handlebars wow that's interesting um luckily they are (laughs) all pretty close to each other so you're not i feel like you're backtracking the point is (laughs) we've got People drinking wine on bikes. I'm going to know. I'm going to find out the schedule of those. Yeah, exactly. All over. I'm going to find out the schedule of those tours and avoid Jack London during those hours. No, kidding. (laughs) Kidding. Um, uh, Okay. So that's that. So that's interesting. Nine or 10 wineries. That's crazy. And they are. And it is good wine. And it's, you know, it's fun to taste wine. Who doesn't like that? Just wear a helmet and shoulder pads. Yeah. Or or elbow pads. (laughs) Okay. uh, This next one kind of, I'm almost afraid to ask. Okay. Beg for bacon at the gastro pig. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a vegetarian, so that might be part of the problem. But That's even even if I were, first of all, beg for bacon. I mean, there's, I have a whole bunch of issues with that. But then yeah. at the gastro pig. I know. So it's a breakfast <laughs> sandwich place. <laughs> okay. Okay. And they have a really good sandwich called the bacon slut. The bacon um, slut. Yeah. Well, that's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do not go there if you've just been at Fairyland. <laughs> exactly. They do not mix. Yeah, they don't mix probably. No. But um, the sandwich is amazing. The if, bacon if slut, you, like you said bacon, it's called? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And if you like breakfast sandwiches. Okay, so again, um, that's wait probably... People for it. Yeah. That's probably one that you do... With you still got your hangover from going to the um uh the, what's the one what's the what are we calling it the the, f- uh, the night that happened the Friday night event the Friday night yes yeah yes yeah first Friday then you go have your your late breakfast with your slut sandwich or whatever it's called bacon slut yeah bacon slut okay <laughs> I'm gonna get lots of calls on that one okay well, okay but what, while we're on the subject though gastro pig what does that mean I don't. I don't know, but that's the name of the Gastro pig. All right. Maybe I'll have them on and they can talk about. Exactly. Yeah. They don't have any tofu items. They might. I think they do. They have something that does a lot with potatoes, you know, like some sort of potato hash brown sandwich, I think. I think I'd rather do the wine tour on bikes. Yeah. Do the wine tour. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 
Here's another one that was really interesting to me. Search for a labyrinth at Sibley Regional Volcanic Preserve. Okay, so first of all, where do we have volcanoes in the Bay Area? Right? Yeah, it's... Um, and should we be concerned? I'm already worried about the earthquakes, but do we? are we in danger of an eruption? No, have I missed this? No, we're not. It's a very, very old volcano okay. that is not active. Right. It's worry. totally asleep. It's totally <laughs> it's, dormant. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. So, um, no, but I didn't know we had even sleeping volcanoes here. I know. And so, yeah, so, I mean, it looks like a hill i mean a mountain, <laughs> a mountain or hill yeah, yeah yeah um and it's in the oakland hills um is it like a cone shape like the like lawson and shasta and yeah yeah it yeah. is yeah and so it's um it's kind of on your way to walnut creek okay like i think you i can't remember if you go through the tunnel or if, it, if it's on the side of the tunnel or you but yep. it's like right around the walnut creek tunnel okay um, in the oakland hills and it's yeah there's these different mazes that people have have built um they're not like huge walls they're kind of but like, like they've carved them out of the volcanic rock sort of thing or what do you mean no they've built? it's not it's not like huge walls but it's like different like rocks that they've kind of created and and created a maze out of it that you can walk around and they it just it looks cool it's interesting and there's have you two ever or been three lost and like trapped there overnight no, no. Okay. So is there any danger of that? <laughs> no, I don't okay. think no. I don't think okay. so. Cuz I that I I was trapped in the woods once overnight. I don't want to go through that again. Yeah, I've had that almost yeah. When Seriously? You get lost did you get trapped in the, woods, in the woods overnight too? Uh not overnight, but I did have an incident where I got lost with a friend once in, you know, Mount Tam. Mount Tam. And yeah. yeah. Well, it's weird because, you know, places like that that are relatively close to quote-unquote civilization, you have this sense often that even though the park's really big, you're never really going to be that far from finding your way from out. From other people, yeah. And that's not always true. Yeah. So. This one, you will you should be okay. But okay, good. All right. <laughs> cause lo- mainly because there's lots of different vantage points, so you can kind of see where you, you have came a sense from for where and where, you are. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay, so how about this one? See what's happening on the Great Wall of Oakland. Yeah. Um, she got excited about that one. So this should be good. It's so <laughs> it's so there's this wall in Oakland that um, that it's mainly just a big white wall behind Luca's at Grand and Broadway. Okay. And on first Fridays, especially, they're always showing something on it, some sort of art installation or some sort of video. Art. Oh, so it's just a blank wall. It's yeah, literally okay. just a blank wall. Right. But then there's also um, this like aerial wall dancing group troupe. I have seen these people there. I can't remember the name of it. For I don't know me, either, but, but I saw them perform here in San Francisco in the Tenderloin. Yeah. I don't know. Sometime last year. And that is amazing. And I can't remember what they're called either. But yeah. they are mind blowing. So I used to live really close to there and I would, you know, just be walking by and look up and there's just these people dancing like five stories above me on yeah, the so wall. Yeah, so just, just to know? be clear for people who are listening. So these people are, they're in harnesses dangling from the top and they're they're dancing on the sides of the buildings. Exactly. Literally. And, it, and then there's, of course, there's a light show and a video show that's going on. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's sort of breathtaking. And at the same time, it's kind of stunning because at least when I went, I don't know when you've been, but you know, they have you sit, they had us just sit on the ground. Okay. And yeah, so we're yeah. at the foot of the building, just looking straight just up. Just looking up. And yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. And I, yeah, I I've seen them, called. I've seen them literally when I'm just walking by and yeah, they're practicing. practicing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but they're, they're a national dance troupe. Um, 
And that's where they practice on the wall. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have just a couple more minutes. So uh, one thing you said was uh, in an interview that you did in eastbayexpress.com, you said there were definitely some places that I wanted to include and simply didn't have this space. Is there anything that comes to mind? And I'm kind of putting you on the spot because I know you had a gazillion places, but is there anything, any place that immediately comes to mind? For example, if you were to do another updated version that you might want to include that's not there? Right. I did go, so I've... I've presented the book and done some presentations at different bookstores in Oakland. And I did at one of them ask the audience their feedback of what they would include. Um, and there's, there's a couple of parks that they mentioned. And then there, I, I remember there were definitely some bars that I would have included like beer revolution is in Jack London square. And it's been there for a really long time. And it's kind of like a beer bottle shop, but they have, hundreds of bottles so if you're like a beer person you would love going there and that that was the spot that I that didn't make the cut but I I really thought about it a lot yeah yeah and um there were definitely you know I mean you can only put so many coffee shops and bookstores in a place um but there are so many great ones exactly so that was hard and there in the book I do have some some sections where I'm where I just like list bookstores for instance like I I wrote about Laurel bookstore in downtown Oakland but then I did say here's a list of other bookstores to go check out you know so I did kind of cheat the hundred a little that way um so it's a gross misrepresentation exactly yeah Yeah. it's a total wow (laughs) totally cheated so really can can we get the real count so there's like a hundred no I'm gonna get the real count afterwards and I'll post it on my website yeah so people have an honest understanding of what's in the book there's a hundred plus all these other ones yes. that she mentioned. Yes, and creates, a lot of footnotes. This yeah. book is full of footnotes. <laughs> no, but I, I think that's really cool that you did that, though, yeah. especially to help bookstores. Well, and, yeah, you know. and, uh, um, you know, like, for instance, I, I talk about Brown Sugar Kitchen, which is a famous fried chicken place there, but there's also uh, Soli Vegan, which is a soul there. food yes, vegan restaurant. Good. So, very good. So I included Brown Sugar Kitchen, but then next to it a was, like, shout out. also... If you're a vegan, check out this, That's you know? Cool. So cool. yeah. All right. Jesse, thank you very much. Of course. Thank I learned you. a lot about Oakland. I hope that other people who didn't necessarily already know a lot or even people who, again, are local, but, um, there's so much to see and do and experience in this book. So I hope people will check it out. You can find more out about Jesse and all of her goings on at Jesse Fetterling. I'm going to spell that F E T T E R L I N G.com. And of course you can see that on, uh, on my website and on my posts. She also has a Facebook page for the book, 100 Things to Do in Oakland Before You Die. Are there any other links or pages that I need to be shouting out about? It's just that it's on sale on Amazon. And it's on sale on Amazon. Jesse, thank you very much for being here. And let's do it again sometime. Yes, thank you. All right, thanks. 